BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Welcome to the Baseball Insiders at a strange moment in history. I am Adam Weiner with a returning fan-sided MLB insider from the winter meetings, our own Robert Murray to talk about everything that's gone down in the past week, but more specifically, the looming Shohei Otani decision, the timeline of which is completely unknown at this point. Uh, Scary potential bombs dropping every five minutes, and we are here to sort it out, as well as the aftermath of everything we know went down. Robert, how you doing, dude? I'm great. It has been a whirlwind of a day, considering all the reports, and I can actually say that I have answers about the most recent report, so should we just dive right into it, Adam? Yeah, let's go for it, because about a minute after, uh, before we went live, uh, J.P. Hornstra put out an article saying Otani's choice is in, not a drill, it's the Blue Jays. Fans have been maniacally tracking a plane to Toronto all day, and you checked in on this report. We could start right here. Yeah, so, like, there was a report that Otani is signing with the Jays, according to J.P. Hornstra. I was just told that no decision has been made. And there is, like, we, we don't, there's no timetable for when Otani's going to sign. So, false alarm. There's nothing happening right now. Um, but, man, that was a very hot last 15 minutes, let me tell you. I saw the report come out. It was, My phone went crazy. I had people all over ask me if it was true. But it is not true. Otani has not made a decision yet, according to my sources. Yeah, especially imagine trying to put a show like this together and then that tweet drops at 2 p.m. Eastern time when you plan to go live. It's scary. Uh, Robert did the legwork. Ben Nicholson-Smith of Sportsnet also just tweeted, source tells me and she, Davidi, there is at present no decision made by Shohei Otani, nor is there a timeline for a decision. Blue Jays are a finalist. We will see where it leads. Uh, So similar, uh, obviously very interested in Toronto, but we do not have finality on Otani's decision yet. So Yusei Kikuchi's 50-person sushi restaurant reservation will have to wait. We don't yet know if that will be celebratory or mournful. Uh, Before we dive into all of the news that dropped this week, it's uh, 
time for me to tell you that the Baseball Insiders today is partnered with Sleeper Daily Fantasy to give new users a first deposit match up to $100. Make sure to use our code FANSIDED2, that's the number two, when signing up to receive your deposit match. Please remember to always game responsibly. Scan the QR code on the screen to see if you qualify. Plus, no better time than post-winter meetings when Robert's around a little more often. Everyone's available to talk about what transpired and what's still to come for the rest of this offseason in the Discord channel. You can join up for just 99 cents a month, get access to the conversation, the ability to ask us questions between shows. You also can sign up an additional level higher where you have a priority question responses in this chat. We're going to get to a couple of all-star questions in a bit from our Discord channel. Also a private call once a month with Robert and I to get a little FaceTime in. So we appreciate everyone who's joined the Discord thus far. And we appreciate everyone who still will because your opportunity is right there in front of you. Robert, I know you've you've probably grown tired of being asked about Otani. I'm glad that we had something concrete to talk about entering this show today, though, because the mystery of his free agency, uh, it's going to be mysterious until the very end. This is the most tangible thing we've had to hold on to so far. Yeah, the the mystery of the Shohei Otani sweepstakes is absolutely unlike anything we have ever seen before. And, I mean, there's plenty of teams that have been in. Like, we look at the Dodgers, you look at... Cubs, you look at the Giants, you look at the Dodgers, you look at the Blue Jays, all these teams that have been in on Otani. And it's basically nobody knows what's going on. Is That was the key to the winter meetings is I had asked everybody that I thought would know about Otani, whether it's team or, or you name it, and nobody was willing to say. It was basically the most kept, like closely kept secret in baseball. Nobody at CAA knows what's going on, and it's basically been the only people that know what's going on is Shohei Otani and Nez Bolello. Um, That's the only two people, and anyone with the team has been sworn to secrecy. So that's why it was so shop- shocking to see Dave Roberts actually speak about the meeting. Or let me like I'll I'll join the the parade here in saying that how secretive this entire process has been has been. A, it's been a joke. Um, I mean, obviously, like, no matter what, people are going to end up being frustrated by by how anything gets played out. It's just the nature of the beast. But um, it's been really frustrating not knowing what's going on. Um, and you know what? That's Otani's preference. That's what he wants. And you got to respect it. But I wish, at least on my end, it was a more closely, like, or I wish it was more public and like not just kept as secretive as it is but what we do know is that no otani deal has happened yet like it is the report is false he is not signed i cannot make that clear enough he is not signed i was gonna say that uh you said everyone's been sworn to secrecy it does seem like everyone except dave roberts has been sworn to secrecy because we heard we heard from him uh and, and it was an extremely normal sentence that he said however um it was apparently against the rules um well, the, the, the Otani uh, decision, the reason people are so anxious to see it come to an end is not just, it's not just Dodger fans and it's not just Blue Jays fans or, or mystery team fans, Giants and Cubs. Everybody wants the offseason to get moving. And after Otani comes Yamamoto, <coughs> reportedly, um, he's going to start meeting with teams on U.S. soil, even though the Mets reportedly flew out last week to see him in Japan. Those meetings are upcoming um, I know you've long pegged the Dodgers as a team that, hey, if they miss out on Otani, they might go hard for Yamamoto. Do we have yep. any more clarity there as things unfold? 
No clarity yet, but I, what I can tell you is that the market for Yamamoto is extremely ex, it's ex, it's extremely extensive, and there are a lot of teams involved in this. And I will say that with the Mets and specifically Steve Cohen flying out to meet with Yamamoto in Japan shows just how serious they are in this thing. And absolutely, that the Mets' presence in this has to scare other teams because the Mets cannot bid any other team. Like Steve Cohen's pockets are as deep as any. And if he wants a player, there is nothing stopping him, at least financially, from going and getting that player. But the market for him is much more extensive than just those teams. Like obviously you have the Mets, you have the Dodgers, the Giants, you have the possibly the Blue Jays if they end up missing out on Otani. Um, There's just an abundance of different teams and I would not be surprised. Like we've talked for ages that this contract is going to go over 200. I bet you it comes close to about 250 million. I've seen reports saying that it could get to 300 million. I think those are exaggerated. That seems too high to me. But the number, the, co- the most common number I heard in 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 Nashville was 250, and that is an extremely large deal. And I'm very curious if, let's say, Otani does not go to the Dodgers. And Yamamoto becomes the Dodgers' number one target. And you have a Dodgers versus Mets versus Yankees bidding war for Yamamoto. Then we could see it get to a pretty high number. That it could be that could that could be the scenario in which it ends up going well over 250 mil. Um, but he is the most coveted pitcher on the market right now. He's probably the most coveted player on the market, not named Shohei Otani. And I would imagine once we end up getting clarity with Otani, then the floodgates are gonna open with Yamamoto with Josh Hader, with a lot of these other free agencies. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Well. I miss the early days when we were just talking about that quaint $200 million contract before it apparently went absolutely out the window. Um, Some great questions in the comments and some things that we can use to spin off after we talk to some of these all-star questions. 
obviously between the last time we spoke and now the New York Yankees did make a little trade for Juan Soto of the San Diego Padres, who was clearly their top priority. I think they're very obviously publicly in on Yamamoto, but they believe they needed to get a Soto deal done. Brian Cashman balked at the first offer. Then he basically took that first offer minus the two mysterious prospects, traded a lot of pitching capital to San Diego. They're in a good spot, San Diego, right now. They get Michael King. They get some big league ready starters. Uh, Rich in the all-star chat asked what you're hearing about the guys the Padres are targeting from here. So I guess for Juan Soto fallout, what are the next steps for San Diego? I think you look at what the Padres are looking to do. I think Lee makes a whole lot of sense. We've seen him immediately connected um, after um, the Soto trade. And that is something that I had heard well before the Soto trade, actually, is that Preller had his eyes on Lee. So I would I would think he's going to end up being on the list. I think more starting pitching makes plenty of sense. And a guy that I've heard connected to the Padres for a couple of years now has been Shane Bieber. And he is definitely on the trade market. We've seen him mentioned in rumors. And a trade like would not be surprising there at all. And there's even been rumblings that he'd be open to an extension after getting traded. Uh, we'll see about that. But... Um, I think those two players specifically make a whole lot of sense. And like, this was always the plan for when they, like if they ended up trading Juan Soto is if they traded him, they would invest the money saved right back into the roster. And it's going to be not going to be just like two pieces. It's going to end up being probably four, maybe five in that range. Um, and yeah, Preller is going to be plenty active. We've seen them, them mentioned in Jake Cronenworth rumors as well. It's like so we've seen the reports with Cronenworth say that the Padres are shopping him. To me, from what I have gathered, it is more just the Padres listening to inquiries on Cronenworth. And from what I gather, a lot of other players on that roster have been asked about in trades. Uh, but Cronenworth is the only one that's leaked. But to my knowledge, they're not shopping him. And it's more just listening at this point. It's crazy how much things have changed over the course of a year. Last offseason, it was like, hey, can they trade Kim? Like, Maybe that's somebody they trade if they've got this surplus of infielders. Now mentality is totally different. That Bieber connection is something I'll be keeping an eye on for sure. Um, from Darius Glover in the All-Star chat, I don't want to leave this guy behind. Uh, we've talked about Otani, Yamamoto, Soto. It seems like a lot of people are forgetting about Cody Bellinger, who we've heard rumors of sky-high demands. It's extremely unclear to me what that market looks like. And everyone's been trying to put Bellinger on the Yankees roster for so long. Darius points out that now they have Soto, they have Verdugo, they have Trent Grisham, they have Aaron Judge, who might have to play center field. They went from having no left fielders to way too many left fielders have to move the pieces around. So with the Yankees probably out as a Bellinger destination, what does his market currently look like? That's a great question. And you, you look at it, probably... I think three teams really stand out here for Bellinger, and it's the Giants, it's the Cubs, and if they miss out on Otani, uh, the Blue Jays. And we've seen reports suggesting that he's looking for over $200 million. I think Bob Nightingale even threw out the 250 number, which if that's indeed the case, that is a lot of money, and I have a hard time seeing him getting that. Like Perhaps some team gets really desperate here. Like Look at the Giants. They've gone after stars in recent off-seasons, and they have come up empty each time. And I just, perhaps they're the team that possibly overspends, but like that's not in Farhan Zaidi's playbook at all. And I just don't see them 
splurging like or overpaying for a guy like Bellinger. To me, what this feels like is Bellinger is a guy that waits on the market for quite a while and is one of the last players or last big name players sitting on the market as we get closer to maybe the um, like, I don't know, maybe January or somewhere in the January range. Um, and I, I think he could end up being in, if the reports are accurate about his asking price, he could be in for a rude awakening. And um, all it takes is one team to change it, but I just, there's not a lot of buzz, especially with the Yankees being most likely out after getting Soto and, and Grisham and Verdugo. Um, that makes it pretty challenging for Bellinger in this market for sure. It's very tough for Bellinger to go from someone who appeared to play the free agent market perfectly to then have his demands be so astronomical that it's like, uh, no, you didn't play it that perfectly. No, we can't do that. Like You played it well. You had a chance to arrive in free agency at the right time, and then you asked for uh, two moons, not just one, and now you're still sort of waiting out there. Um, you mentioned the Giants. So we had Lolo in the Discord ask for an update on Matt Chapman's market. I know that that's someone in the past we've sort of said, hey, if the you know maybe the Giants let the Otani thing settle, they'll go for Yamamoto as well. But Chapman yep. feels like their baseline. D- does that still feel like a fit to you? Oh, hundred percent, it does. And like to me, I think that fit makes a whole lot of sense for Chapman. I think it makes a whole lot of sense for the Giants because you have the obvious familiarity there with Chapman and Bob Melvin, who have known each other from their from their Oakland days. They met uh, once again at the GM meetings here in Scottsdale. And I, I think that's just a fit that makes a whole lot of sense. And um, obviously, like, there's other teams that could possibly hop in and try to outbid them. But I think the Giants are in a good position for a guy like Chapman. I'm not saying, like, that's the state of talks right now. But what I'm saying is, like, the fit makes so much sense that, like, it just feels like a deal should happen, you know. Um, but but Chapman, to me, feels like a great fit there. I think he could be a really good fit uh, even for a team like the Cubs. I think he could be a really nice fit for – uh, the Jays, if they end up missing out on Otani, like the Otani domino is basically whole. It's it's not single handedly holding up the market, but it's holding up a lot of these big market teams from making deals because they don't have that clarity yet on Otani. And once that happens, I'm going to tell you right now, we are going to be in for an absolute frenzy, a one to two week frenzy that is going to be absolutely crazy in baseball. I would suggest being very ready. Um, that being said, though, like. We, we saw the report early this morning from John Morosi saying that the Otani decision was imminent and that it could happen possibly as early as today. My intel says that there is no timetable for a decision, so I am pretty inclined to say that like nothing is, nothing is imminent. So I think that report was also false too, which means that we're back to square one. And I will, I'll tell you this right now. is like I said it before, and I'll, I'll say it again. There is only two people in this entire world who know what Otani is thinking. It is Nez Bolello and it's Shohei Otani. Both those people do not speak to the media. They have not spoken to the media. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you, like, all, all these reports suggesting timetables or, like, imminent timetables or that he's signed, like, right now, no. Like, let, let's not buy it. We got to, like, remain patient. Um, because nothing is imminent, nothing is imminent at all. And we just need to, um, we just need to be patient. Like Robert said, there are only two people right now who know what Otani is thinking. Nez Bolello and the person who takes reservations at a sushi place kind of near the Rogers center in Toronto. That's it. Just those two people, um, stick with us. Well, you know, it, not imminent, but we Hornster tried to break the dam. 
We all need it to be imminent. So we're as excited as the rest of you. Uh, we want to give you Otani news, and the commenters clearly want it. You know, people ask <laughs> 10 times per day if we can figure out a way this market's leaning. Doing the best we can. Um, it's, let's, talk, let's talk about a couple other markets. Uh, I was going to go to Ryan M's question about uh, the Red Sox, Montgomery, et cetera, uh, that was up on the screen earlier. Um, because the reports from this morning were sort of that maybe the Texas Rangers don't have the finances to bring Jordan Montgomery back, or at least that's not a, a you know big part of their plan right now. So this question is, uh, you know, while everyone's paying attention to Yamamoto, might the Red Sox try to jump the line for Montgomery before Yamamoto signs and his price increases? Uh, a couple other angry Red Sox comments just asking, like, hey, are they even in a market? Like, what are the Red Sox doing? Uh, and with Juan Soto in the East and Otani entertaining the Jays and the Rays being the same exact team every year, no matter who's on them, and the Orioles being a 100-win team, the Red Sox have to get involved in the market at some point. What's your sense there? Oh, they're absolutely involved in in the market for sure. And like the, the fact that people are saying that they're not involved is, is wrong because um, it's just been it's been quiet in terms of leaks. But you talk to people in, in Nashville and the Red Sox have been all over the starting pitching market. And it's they've been connected to Seth Lugo. They've been scanning the market all over the place. I think the Jordan Montgomery fit with the Boston Red Sox makes a whole lot of sense, especially since like he's got ties to the area too. The Red Sox have a huge need for it. Um, they've made it clear that they're prioritizing starting pitching. I think that's just a fit that makes a whole lot of sense. But if you're looking at a guy like a Seth Lugo type, um, there is competition in that market. Like the Atlanta Braves are, are firmly involved there. Um, Kansas City Royals are now involved, according to Ken Rosenthal. Um, you have uh, the Reds are at one point were involved. The Diamondbacks also made an offer at one point, but it wasn't anything competitive. Um, there's plenty of interest in these guys. And the common theme that you heard at the winter meetings was that the prices for these guys are just sky high. And like even, even like a Lucas Giolito type, I have heard like he is looking for at least 20 million a year and or that he's expected to get somewhere in that point. Um, but like it's it's absolutely crazy. And it would not surprise me if a lot of these teams tried to wait out the market for these prices to go down a little bit. But don't take the lack of Red Sox rumors and their lack of moves so far as a sign of them being um, inactive on the market because that's not that's not true. They are just being selective they're being involved in conversations and they're not trying to force a signing because forcing signings is the last thing you want to do in these cases and it's just craig breslow being smart and look at what the red sox have done so far uh nothing that is going to grab a headline but look at what they got for the mariners for luis arias like a hard throwing reliever with a mid twos era last year look at what they did in the verdugo trade with the yankees they got a potential big league ready reliever and a top 12 Yankees prospect in a deep system full of pitching, someone who was thought of as the top arm in the Eastern League last year, a league where Drew Thorpe also played, who was the prospect headliner in the Juan Soto trade. He's building the team's pitching depth from near zero, and his goal is to make sure that he maximizes the arms he has internally as well as acquiring arms from outside the organization. So uh, Craig Breslow, very smart man. We've yet to see how he acts with a budget, with a big market budget, but he knows what he's doing and he knows what he's targeting. I'm sure this will age poorly. Like you said, the winter meetings prove that a lot of these contract prices are sky high, but I like the Eduardo Rodriguez signing. I like to see the Diamondbacks playing in that market. 
I like the Heimer Candelario move in Cincinnati. And I think odds are pretty high in June. Someone's going to tell someone's going to flash his stats and say, you liked that? And I'll go, yeah, my bad. Oops. But right now I like that fit as well. Yeah. So I'm glad I'll, I'll start with this Candelario deal is I, I thought it was a, a good value signing. I actually expected him to get a little bit more in the market, but I, the Reds fit was really bizarre to me. Cause like yeah. the last thing they need is, is infielders. And they now have Jonathan India on the bench. And like that to me further indicates that they're probably going to trade him. Um, that's just me reading the tea leaves from that move. And cause you don't want to have a guy like Jonathan India on the bench, especially when you can probably trade him for a starting pitcher, which is something they really need. Um, but the fit kind of caught me off guard, but the Reds clearly have a plan in place. Um, and maybe they try to trade some, like it's, I wonder if they try to trade some of those young players, um, like an India type for pitching, as I said, uh, the other one with that you mentioned Eduardo Rodriguez, that was a shocker. Um, I did not have the diamondbacks on my radar for, for him at all. Um, I kn- knew they were in the market. They were looking for a starting pitcher. As I said, they had made an offer to Seth Lugo. Um, but I didn't expect them to be in for that tier of a starter, but it made a whole lot of sense. Four years for about 20 million a year is really good value in this market. And I'm surprised there wasn't another team like a, uh, um, like a Atlanta Braves type that pounced on that. Cause I had heard the Braves connected to Erod for sure. And I'm just, I was kind of surprised that there was not another team that tried to pounce on that, but that's a really good value signing by Mike Hayes into that front office there getting him signed and then also having or pairing him with Zach Gallon with Merrill Kelly and Brandon Fott. Like that gives them a legit one through four punch in that rotation makes them really dangerous. And now all indications that I've gotten with the diamondbacks is that they're looking for a hitter. And if like some of the guys that they've been high up include like a Justin Turner type or a JD Martinez. Um, and even I, I think, a guy like a Reese Hoskins could make sense there too. So they'll be casting a wide net for sure. Uh, but those are just some of the options to keep an eye on in Arizona. I maintain wherever Hoskins goes, he's going to rave. I'm just waiting to see where it is. Uh, this is why I love our comment section because they've we've got them crafting mock Tyler Glass now trades to the Reds, mock Dylan Cease trades to the Reds. Everybody's spinning off just one little nugget being like, how can I send Jonathan India somewhere and get pitching back to Cincinnati? Um, Worth touching on the Rays briefly, though, just because we've known Glass now to be on the table forever. Uh, we've seen the Reds and Cubs connected, but nothing has moved there for quite a while. Have you heard anything? What is the latest on on Glassnow's market? It's moving for sure. And there's an abundance of teams in. You look at, I think the Cubs make a lot of sense here. The Reds make sense. The Dodgers make sense. I think those are three teams that are definitely look for for sure Atlanta makes a lot of sense too I don't know if they're involved in this um but I, I think a glass now trade happens sooner than later I don't I don't believe it's imminent by any means but like I I think it's definitely further along than it was even a few days ago but again nothing to my knowledge is imminent um but that can always change with one phone call well, this is the best time of the offseason. Uh, it's the best time to be in our comment section. It's the best time to be following baseball. And right right after the winter meetings, uh, because for the first time in a long time, they were actually kind of sort of slow this year, uh, although not behind the scenes and not for the New York Yankees, who managed to somehow just – there were like four moves made at the winter meetings, and two of them were huge additions to the Yankees' outfield. So obviously I am 
uh, got my interest, got my attention. Um, but uh, what you were you were on the ground there. You can speak more to what the environment was like and and how much you know action was actually getting done. I, I guess I wonder which teams do you feel like set themselves up best for the rest of the off season with the work they did at the winter meetings, or is everyone just in the same boat waiting for the dam to break on Otani? everyone is in the same boat waiting for the dam to break. Like, obviously there was a lot of, a lot of legwork that was done in, in Nashville and, and got to hear a lot of different rumblings. Like I know obviously a burner, you're asking me about the Rays. Like I had heard that, that they're, they're looking for a catcher. Um, I think they were in on, or actually I can definitely say they were in on Victor Caratini. Um, that was one of the guys that they were on. Um, but there's there was just a lot of legwork done in in Nashville, and a lot of trade conversations were had, a lot of free agent conversations were had. There was plenty of deals that were struck, but just not the ones that we have been long waiting for. But as soon as we end up getting that Otani sign, we're going to see that legwork that was done in Nashville start to turn into deals um, rather quickly. And I was just literally texted by a very prominent agent who said the dam will open up next week. So I, the phrasing is the exact same as what we just said on the podcast in terms of the dam. So I'm wondering if he's watching the podcast right now, but he said the dam will open up this, this week. So um, I guess get your popcorn ready. Um, it is going to be, it's going to be crazy, but we just got to remain patient for the Otani news. But again, to the people who have just tuned in, the Otani to Blue Jays report is not true. I cannot stress that enough. People, uh, people love, uh, it's, I wonder if he is watching the podcast. People love, I've noticed in recent days, clipping the show uh, and tweeting it out, aggregating clips from the show. But since a lot of what they're aggregating is, uh, is your insights and your thoughts, I might be the world leader in being aggregated in clips where I'm just sitting there going. Like I'm hey, you do a great job when you do that. And like probably. five or six clips this week that I've seen, like Robert Murray opens up on this on the show, and it's just like, and there's also another guy on screen there going, hmm, okay, very interesting. So shout out to everybody. If you want me to dub over something or like make a bigger facial expression, just let me know and make the clip more interesting. Um, but I've shout out to all of you for, for doing that and, and spreading the word about the show. Because uh, Robert and I are very, I mean, we're thrilled with what's happened the last couple of weeks. We're very dedicated to the show. We're dedicated to bringing you all the best show we possibly can. And I think, uh, yeah, I just shout out to everybody for getting the word out. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really thrilled with it because the amount of people that have tuned into this podcast and how many people have joined the Discord, like I, I can tell you, like the Discord, I have been extremely active in that too. So if you want to join that, I would highly recommend doing that because you can get real live uh questions into me and then I can answer them right away. Um, and it's, it's legitimately what I love It's what I love doing. It's like, I love getting answers to what's going on in baseball and informing you guys, Andrew Lee, I am 27 years old. Um, I, I had, uh, I had somebody in, in Nashville ask if I was over 20. So I, I guess I still got the baby face going for that. So, um, yeah, but I, I will say like, and I see, Prize picks Poppy. Uh, asking I here, love this to see prize picks Poppy, by the way, in the comments. Shout out to you. Yeah, it, it makes my day whenever I see it. But I will tell you, uh, this report does not mean that the Dodgers are out. They have not heard anything definitive on Otani at all either. Like nobody has. Um, but the Dodgers are, are not out on 
reality and they are definitely still in this thing or otherwise and we are not at that point yet and they are absolutely in this thing so um yeah this has been an absolutely hectic day and it's only 12 30. what in the absolute world this is crazy very silly but we've heard so much about teams that are theoretically out of the otani chase at this point do you even have a group where it's been specifically now is there anyone you know who expressed interest who's no longer pursuing um i don't think so like i mean we've, we've seen everyone suggest that the cubs are kind of on the periphery or whatever i don't necessarily know what to believe with that um i don't even think no i i, I think all these teams that were in on Otani are not going to bow out until they're told that they're out. Like he is that unique of a free agent. And yeah, I just can't see teams bowing out until he signs somewhere. I just, I just, that's just my opinion. Except for the New York teams that he told, uh, thanks, but no thanks. We hate you. Um, I, I guess before we sign off, just anything else from the notebook, anything else I didn't touch on anything else you picked up on last week that you want to share. Um, and of course, after the show, information will continue to be shared in the discord so uh yeah maybe the arm workout goes in the discord i don't know we don't know what you, you it depends how much you guys want to contribute we might post an arm workout yeah i guess if, if if you end up joining the the discord i don't i can't see who posted that oh yeah it's uh funny man luke uh if you join the discord i will i will post that in the discord so that's that's your incentive to join um but yeah patrick um I mean, it's probably the best offer that the Guardians could make, uh, considering how much they like to spend on players. But what I will say, like, um, there is plenty of different buzz that I had heard at the winter meetings. Uh, the first comment I see here was in, involves the Pirates. I can confidently tell you that they are absolutely in on uh, starting pitching. They have looked at the first base market. Uh, Roddy Telez and Dom Smith are definitely players of interest there for sure. Um, the Brewers, they are trying to add a backup catcher, and I have been told they are surveying the trade market for that. Um, I also would not necessarily rule out a William Thomas trade. I know Matt Arnold, their general manager, told me that he expects a Thomas on the opening day roster, but I think there is a chance of a trade there. I really do. Um, not saying it's likely, but I think there's a chance. Um Let's see. Harrison Bader's market is relatively strong. Uh, we have uh, the Blue Jays have checked in there, the Giants. Uh, there's been just a plenty of interest there. I think that's probably going to end up being a one-year deal when it's all said and done. Uh, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa's market is also relatively active as well, and I would not be surprised at all if he ends up getting a multi-year deal. Um, I think two of the teams to watch here are probably the Miami Marlins and the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, and I think the Brewers make sense for, um, for IKF as far as like possibly third base, or if they do trade Willie Adamas, they can put him at shortstop. Um, but as far as like the starting pitchers, what I had gathered was that guys like G Lito, guys like, uh, a Mike Clevenger or Marcus Stroman or, um, or Michael Waka or like players in those tiers, I don't necessarily believe are imminent. I don't think anything is close there. I was just actually literally texted just now saying, I don't think anything is imminent for a guy like Seth Lugo. Um, so like we're still in a holding pattern for a lot of these different players, but I would not anticipate anything happening in the not so distant or in the distant future here or in the near future, I should say, I don't think anything is going to happen in the near future. I mean, I'm glad I clarified that one in the moment. Yeah. 
Well, the um, distant future is going to be packed with signings, but the near future, not so much. Yeah, it's basically like we've seen guys like Ross Stripling or even Alex Wood like say that they're refreshing Twitter uh, constantly um, <laughs> to try to figure out where Otani's going. And you got to think there's a lot of other players who are the exact same. And uh, this is a good question here um, for from Comic Things. Uh, yeah. Can you confirm or deny this? One, Maldi to the Red Sox, and if the Twins are shopping Correa and the Padres are shopping Xander. Um, I don't think the Twins are shopping Correa, and I don't think the Padres are shopping Xander. I think if the Padres even shop Xander, that contract is borderline untradeable because it was just they way overpaid for him last winter, and it's just that was a bad deal. You could even tell that in the moment. Um, but I think Martin Maldonado makes a lot of sense for the Red Sox, especially with how much Alex Cora loves him. Like he brings up Maldonado whenever he possibly can, or just because he loves the player so much. So I think that makes a whole lot of sense there. Um, but yeah, it just the market overall is just waiting for Otani. That's basically like probably not the update that people want to hear, considering how boring the offseason has been. But once Otani signs, I'm going to tell you this right now: I will not be able to leave my phone or my laptop for a while because it's just going to be just like boom. So just just be ready, be patient, but be ready for when it does happen. Yeah, I smell Monday's show is going to be absolutely absurd, both in the comment section and the volume of information that is being passed uh back and forth marty maldonado that signing was hinted at in rafael devers instagram he put up a picture of the two of them with eyeball emojis in the caption you gotta wonder does that hold the record for the least impactful signing ever teased in an instagram post i feel like that's got to be number one with the jock peterson thing no no uh devers and maldonado he put up a picture of just him at bat with maldonado behind the plate with eyeball oh jeez like, that's a pretty low level one yeah, that's a, that's a very low-level one for sure. And I'll tell you, even then, like, I'm glad that you asked that because the Jock Peterson thing was, oh, like, was, so the talk, was the talk of the winter meetings. I was I was in a conversation with uh, with a team and an agent um, when this happened. Like, I was texting – like, immediately my phone started blowing up from the Discord, and it was, like, a screenshot from Jock Peterson's Instagram. And I'm thinking – I showed these guys, and it looks – I was like, oh, it looks like uh, uh, Jock Peterson's going to Philly. And the executive said – Oh, I guess we can cross him off our list. And all of a sudden, like I texted some people to try to confirm it. And I was like, they were like, what are you talking about? Like, we haven't even talked about it yet. And I'm like, like what? And I told those, those guys and it was just, it was really confusing. Um, but that was a, a hell of a troll move by, by Jock. Uh, I don't know necessarily what the point of that was, or maybe if he was just bored. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, that was quite something. You hate to have your big off-season uh, Instagram post be described as, I'm not sure what the point of that was. But either way, he got us talking about it uh, during an otherwise slow winter meetings. Uh, well, this was an explosive start to the show. We had a, a massive Otani fire to put out, uh, hoping for a little more clarity as the show went on. But it looks like we're all going to have to keep waiting. Like you said, nothing imminent. Uh, Toronto would be a pretty fun destination. So would the Dodgers. So would the Cubs. We're all still hanging out. Uh, but on Monday's show, we'll be back normal time, same time, same place, 3.30 Eastern. Hopefully a little bit more recharge after a wild winter meetings week. My voice is gone. I can only imagine what happened to Robert, who was actually on the ground. Um, Robert, yeah, I'll tell, let me tell you this, actually. I'm glad you said this because, like, I, I went to the winter meetings coming off of a cold, and my mm -hmm. voice going into it was shot by about day two. Like, John Heyman can confirm this. I was at dinner with Heyman and Mike Puma. And I could not eat. My voice and my throat hurt that bad. Um, like I ordered, I had to order, I ordered meatballs for dinner. I could only eat half of one. 
because it hurt so bad. Those and Heyman looked at Those me. Heyman looked at me. He was like, "You didn't even eat." I'm like, "I can't. It hurts so bad." And the next day, I'm talking to Heyman, and I can barely hear him, and his voice was shot too. Um, yeah, I spent a lot of time with Heyman and at the winter meeting, so I always enjoy that too. Uh, I also will say I was able to catch up with Jeff Passan. Um, Passan is, I'll tell you, like as for as good of a reporter as he is, he's an even better dude. Um, and that says a lot because he's just, yeah, he's someone that I, uh, I really respect, really admire. Uh, that being said, I do want to kick his ass when it comes to scoops because he, he brings out the competitor in me for sure. But, um, yeah, just a really, really good human being. So shout out to Passin for that. Shout out to Passin, shout out to meatballs, which are a tough food to eat when your throat hurts, to be honest, because I, I have misjudged the, uh, temperature of a meatball, probably 10 out of 10 times I've tried to eat a meatball. The sauce is always way too hot. Uh, still delicious, though. Uh, and that is the kind of insight you can only get here on the Baseball Insiders or in the Discord. We'll talk meatballs. Uh, we'll talk temperature hot versus spicy hot as well. Um, and we need a little bit of recovery time. We'll plug back in. We will be right here again on Monday, 3.30 Eastern time. Check the Discord. Join it if you haven't before then. Promo code for Sleeper Daily Fantasy is fan-sided too, right there on the screen. Hopefully this damn breaks sooner rather than later. We get a crazy Monday show packed with information and flying rumors from the weekend. Robert Murray can't do without you. I uh, smile and nod at your takes in an aggregated video anytime. I, I appreciate you, man. I, I, I appreciate you doing this thing with me. I appreciate everyone who tuned in and joins the Discord. And I'm, I'm telling you. There's, this is now this is as good a time as any to join the Discord because there's going to be a lot of information coming out uh, between now and our next show. So I would definitely recommend doing that. And I'll also tease some stuff that I've been hearing um, and all that good stuff. Again, people that have been in the Discord can confirm that, uh, but I could not recommend joining that more. Get real live updates from Adam and I and uh, be the most informed fan of baseball. But, uh, but yeah, I appreciate all you guys. We'll see you. I don't know what time next week or what day, but We'll definitely see you then for sure. Yeah, show up in the near future, show up in the distant future. Either way, the Discord will be popping off. Uh, we'll catch everybody next week. Thanks for joining the show today. We'll see you again soon. Thank you, everybody. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.